Welcome to Geek Vibes Live. Welcome, 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 guys, to another special episode of Geek Vibes Live. This is an extra special episode. This is not only our award show special, but it is our season one finale uh, of the year, wrapping up this year. Um, And, you know, we'll have really, really, really great things in store for you guys next year. But let's not get too far ahead. Let me introduce you to our panelists. Uh, We have Chris. What's going on, Chris? Hey, man, how's it going? Good, good, good. Glad to have you. For you guys who are saying to yourselves, wait, isn't that the handsome devil from Wrestling Geeks Alliance? You would be accurate. It is indeed. Chris is coming on uh, Geek Vibes Live to chop it up with us this week. Uh, So we're really excited to have you, Chris. Thank you for coming, buddy. Yeah, no problem, man. I, I love comics. I love the movies that have been produced. So I'm stoked to be here, man. I'm super excited. All right, so let's get into the show. Forget about Joel and Nick. No, I'm just joking. What's going on, Nick? Welcome. Oh, uh, nothing much, man. <laughs> uh, just, just you know, hanging out, playing Nintendo, that kind of thing. Uh, like loved uh, the Last Jedi. Everyone, go see the Last Jedi. As if you needed like a recommendation to go see it, but I thought it was great. Absolutely. I, I will say this. I'm shocked Nick didn't say everyone go see Blade Runner. <laughs> go, go buy the DVD. I gave up on that one. I gave up. I, 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 like, it wasn't even nominated on any of our damn things. I was going to say something, but I was like, man, I'm the only one on this damn channel who, who loves Blade Runner. So I'm just going to let it go. I'm just going to let it go. You're not wrong, dude. Nah, listen, nah. Listen, you're not listen. wrong. Blade Runner was dope. Thank, Thank you. you. I am Thank you. Justification. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Joel, Joel, I, I'm sure you're in the same boat as myself. Uh, you, we still haven't seen it, correct? Yeah, I still haven't seen it. I want to. I just yeah. I haven't yet. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. But I'm sorry. That is not your introduction. Don't worry, Joel. Uh, also, <laughs> um, <laughs> we have Joel, a.k.a. Jojo Baggins. What's going on, Joel? I'm good, Juju Kachu. I'm good. <laughs> All right, we we got to find a way for you not to say that. But anyway, let's get right into it. As Nick said, uh, baggage, start there. <laughs> sorry, no, that has to continue. Um, let's pick up from where Nick left off. Uh, Star Wars: The Last Jedi did come out this week. It opened to a huge Thursday, an even bigger Friday, and it is looking to make large leaps on the weekend as a whole. Um, yes, it did come out. Uh, a lot of questions were answered, and then a lot of answers got questions to them. Um, so it was a very unique movie. Um, I'll start off with uh, with you, Chris. What were your initial thoughts uh, before we get deep into it? What were your initial thoughts on Star Wars: The Last Jedi? What I will say it's better than what I expected, and that's the best way to put it. And it was, I mean, I thought it was very fun. I don't know if everybody else thought it was fun, but uh, I I think they've nailed, like, making a fun Star Wars movie, especially because I I went through all those prequels that I didn't necessarily think were my Star Wars, you know, so. 
curious yeah, to hear no, what I, you guys think. But. Yeah, that's. I, I will say before I, uh, I kick it off uh, to you, Nick, I will say a lot of people, uh, what I try to tell a lot of people who are huge, huge, huge Star Wars fans of the originals and stuff, don't go into this movie uh, with the idea of it being, uh, you know, uh, like the, the original, like go into it like it should just be better than The Force Awakens. That's, that's all the, you know, the, the kind of stuff you need to put on top of that. You don't need to put all that extra stuff on top of it. Is it Empire Strikes Back? Is it just a, a remake of that? That's just way too much stuff to put on top of that movie. Just enjoy the movie for what it is. But someone I know enjoyed the movie just for what it was, uh, was Nick. So, Nick, what were your initial thoughts on Star Wars The Last Jedi? Uh, just my initial thoughts, I thought they did a great job with our new new group of characters. Um, I thought uh, especially Poe and Ray and Kylo, those three, like, all grew immensely in this film, and I, I, I just loved all of their scenes. Um, Finn's, uh, Finn's arc was a little pointless, um, now he does, he, he does grow as a character and I like seeing that. Um, but I do think there was, there was a little bit too much time devoted to his, his storyline with Rose. Um, but that was such a, such a minor thing for me. Um, but overall I really enjoyed it. I thought as always, the music was so on point. It just hits every time it needs to hit. It like pops up and it makes you, gives you those feels, um, I thought Ryan Johnson did a did a great job. I love the fact that he just kind of took all these fan theories and was like, "Nah, nah, bruh. <laughs> like, he, he, don't worry about it." <laughs> I, 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 that resonated with me. I loved it. Um, I love the fact that we um, have this this kind of version of the Force um, and and of uh, of these characters. They're so inclusive and so um, because it should be that way. The galaxy is huge. There are so many people, and like for people who were bummed out that that Ray doesn't have this this like uh, like royal lineage line or whatever. Like, dude, it, it, like where do you think all of these Jedi came from in the first place? Like, there was it's not like. Obi-Wan Kenobi came from a long line of Kenobis that were just like badasses. Like that's not how that's not how the force works. So like uh so I mean I loved that and and as far as like the humor, I know a lot of people had a problem with the humor. Um it doesn't bug me. That's just that's just a sign of the times. And I think Jawan you kind of touched on this. Like you're not going to get a movie that that is going to be exactly like the movies of the original trilogy because those came out in the late seventies and early eighties movies were just different then. like they want to in, in today's movies. They want to inject um, humor in a particular fashion and they do that for these star Wars movies. That's just the way that movies are like, that's the way blockbuster movies are presented that will fade with time. Um, as we, as we, you know, grow as a movie going audience that will start to shift that will start to change and we'll have something else to bitch about in 20 years and we'll be saying man like star wars movies used to be funny they're not funny anymore this pisses me off um so don't worry about it you'll get to you'll get to either enjoy the fact that they're not funny in 20 years or you'll you'll get to bitch about it then like um but as far as that like 
doesn't bother me at all. I thought there were so many funny moments in that movie. Um, and the way that they were able to balance those moments and uh, in conjunction with the, the real heart and theme of the film, um, I thought was, was a terrific job. Um, so, yeah, I, I loved it, man. I thought it, was, I thought it was great. It has some plot holes, but, um, you know, most movies do. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad you, you ended on that point. Uh, I'm, before I go into this, two things I want to say really quick. If you guys didn't get the, the gist of this, this is most definitely going to be um, uh, spoilers. Uh, so I hope no one's listening going, oh, I hope they, they're not going to spoil anything. It's Sunday. Movie came out Thursday. We're most definitely spoiling everything. Uh, that's one. Two, uh, by no means am I comparing the movie, so I want to get that out, get that out uh, before I go into what I was going to say. Um, for everyone that says there were like plot holes in this movie, uh, I said the same thing that you said, Nick. It's like when I finished watching Justice League. I enjoyed that movie. There were a lot of plot holes in that movie. Mm -hmm. Like, a lot. Like, hold on, a lot. But I really (laughs) enjoyed it, so it didn't bother me that much. Like, they weren't so bad that I had to go, wow, this takes away from me, like, enjoying the movie. Uh, I, I I didn't feel that with The Last Jedi at all either. I enjoyed it so much. By the way, that movie felt almost four hours long. I thought that movie was four hours long. Um, but I enjoyed every ounce that, of that movie. It did feel it, – it felt long. It felt long, it especially felt, it felt for Star Wars movie. Yeah, it felt pretty long. Uh, you know, but like I said, I enjoyed it. You don't – like, there's no point to this movie that – I. I looked at my watch and was like, oh, wait, it's getting late. No, I, I was so uh, engulfed in it that I enjoyed it uh, tremendously. And uh, my initial thoughts, I really did enjoy it. Um, I, I do think some characters that were put in there didn't need to be put in there. I thought some characters that returned didn't need to be in there either. Um, I will say the biggest thing that, that disappointed me was the, uh, the continuous waste of Captain Phasma. I was just like, wait, hold on. J.J. Abrams said when he brought, uh, I can't remember the, the lady's name. Gwendolyn Christie. Yes. When he brought her in initially, he was like, oh, man, we didn't have enough time to, like, really uh, make the Captain Phasma's role uh, any bigger than what it was. But, you know, plans for that second movie. We'll be seeing more Captain Phasma. And that was a waste. It was a glorified scene of the scene Finn had with the Stormtrooper in Force Awakens. That's all that scene was between Finn and Phasma. There was, like, no payoff to the hype that they were building uh, for Phasma. That really, really, really disappointed me. Um, I agree with you, Nick. I do love that Ryan Johnson decided to go the route of not uh, attaching Ray to somebody. Uh, I thought that was rich. I thought that was very, uh, very smart thing to do, especially because Ryan Johnson, after uh, that – the, the next and final uh, part of this trilogy, he's spinning off and doing a whole new universe of uh, of Star Wars. So it's good that you don't have that constant connective tissue that it's like, all right, well, in 20 years, are they going to revisit uh, more of Ray's lineage? Like, we don't have to worry about any of that. I thought that was great. Um, and, and last thing before I pass it to you, Joel, I was also disappointed Snoke didn't have a payoff. Uh, I didn't need the, the fan series. I didn't need any of that. I just needed something more. Like, I was really hoping, heading into this movie, we could have possibly gotten a Snoke versus Luke battle. Uh, Whether that was the Battle of the Minds, a Battle of the Force, or a lightsaber battle, something. 
Um, I was really disappointed that Andy Serkis, possibly one of the greatest uh, uh, mocap and, and voice actors uh, that we have in the biz, and just actors in general, um, the payoff was just to be sitting in the chair all of the first, all of the second, and then for him to go the way that he did. I was really disappointed there wasn't – and like I said, I didn't need any of the fan theories, like him being Plagueis or him being, uh, you know – some old Sith legend or whatever. I didn't need any of that. I just kind of hoped we'd see more, uh, I, I guess, combat from from uh, Supreme Leader Snow. But I'm going to pass it to you, Joel. What were your thoughts on Star Wars: The Last Jedi? Well, I had a blast. Uh, I really, I really enjoyed it. Um, and yet again, people complain because they didn't like certain <laughs> aspects of it. But that's what people do. People complain about everything. Like, no one's happy ever. <laughs> Um, but with this movie, um, it took chances, and I appreciated that because I thought it would play it safe, and it it didn't in certain regards. Like, um, it t- it went in different directions than I I think anybody expected. Um, it didn't go with the whole Ray going to the dark side thing, but it played on it. It played on a lot of our like suspicions and fan theories, as Nick was pointing out. It just played on a lot of that. But it never really went there, and it kind of avoided it. And I appreciate that it did its own thing. And, and like this movie, as much as it is a sequel to The Force Awakens, it's also like a brand new beginning for like so many other like options. Like, it, like I love the way it ended. Like the way it pretty much left it open for another three or four movies if they really wanted to. I mean, they can obviously fast forward and like finish it off if they really wanted to, but they have other options. They don't have to go nine and that's it and like wait 20 years and do it again. I mean, if they want to, they can, but I just, I appreciate what the movie did. Obviously there are some things I question and I didn't really love all that much, but for the most part, I had a great time. It was really nice seeing Luke again, um, kind of be a badass in his own right. Um, the whole Snoke thing didn't bother me as much as like a lot of people because I really had no real feelings towards Snoke, and I kind of appreciate them pushing Kylo Ren to that level because I think that's where he needed to be. It was either that or go good, and they went all bad, and I was really – I appreciated them doing that. Um, but, yeah, The Last Jedi was, like, like really – I had a really good time watching that movie. At the very least, it was a fun ride. Yeah, and I'll, yeah. I'll add, too, like, as far as the Snoke thing, like, I, I'm 100% with you. Like, I think – uh, the way that they constructed Kylo Ren's arc it had to happen for him to, for him to really become the ultimate bad guy, the ultimate badass, um, and it was perfect. And I love the way that they set it up within the context of the film. Essentially, how he used Ray as like as a way to mask his true intentions because Kylo could, uh, I'm sorry, Snoke could essentially read. Kylo Ren's thoughts, but he, you, you know, even even Force-sensitive people can't really predict the future. They just see things and then interpret them. Um, so the way he interpreted what uh, – the way Snoke interpreted what he was seeing, um, like, he was so sure that, you know, of what was going to happen. And the fact that it, it played out the way it did, I thought was perfect. I loved it. And just like I loved – the fact that, you know, Ray has this non-important lineage behind her. I also, I, 
I thought it was great the way that it was like, yeah, all of your fan theories about Snoke, they're all fucking stupid too. Like he's just <laughs> some bad guy who took over <laughs> when there was a power vacuum um, and he manipulated Kylo Ren, but you know what? Kylo gets the last laugh. He is the important character. Um, and, and also like, I, I just want to point out uh, like as it pertains to Snoke, um, because that's one of the things a lot of people, like, found upsetting. Like, you never really knew that much about the Emperor after Jedi. Like, he was just there, and he was just the bad guy uh, controlling the strings for Darth Vader, and he gets killed, and you don't really know anything about him until the prequels came out, and then they added to all that lore, um, and with a bunch of the expanded material. Um, And then also, as it pertained to Luke Skywalker, like... Like, people are like, oh, he's a coward. Yeah, well, I don't remember everyone bitching about Yoda hanging out on Dagobah forever. So, <laughs> you know, like, there, it, it's it's just funny to me how, how, you know, because people don't get what they wanted, they, like... And I'm not I'm not talking in particular about anyone on this, this panel, but just people in general. Like, if they don't get what they want, it's like they're... They, they complain about stuff, but then they forget that they watched, you know, Star Wars a million times over before they were, like, seven years old. Um, and so they just love them unequivocally, uh, despite, you know, some of the things in there that they could actually, that may parallel and relate in these movies. Um, it just, I, I find it funny. I really do. Yeah, no, I don't, I, I don't disagree with, I don't disagree with anything uh, you or Joel were saying. I, I'd say my biggest thing for Snoke, was I was I was hoping for a payoff. At least with the Emperor, we got a payoff twice. Uh, once in uh, his, you know, not necessarily his rise to power, well, kind of his rise to power. Uh, you know, in Revenge of the Sith, you kind of see him engage in, uh, you know, in battle against Windu, in battle against Yoda. Uh, in the originals, you also see him engage just a little bit um, against Luke. I was just hoping sure. Snoke would have some kind of payoff. Um, I didn't need him but to he be. Did. Uh, yeah. I mean, he, that's the thing, though. He he did have a payoff. His payoff was the fact that he didn't, like, he underestimated Kylo Ren and thought he could just use Kylo Ren as his bitch, basically, the way the Emperor used Vader. And Kylo Ren proved him wrong and was like, so it's not the payoff that you wanted. It's just that it's still a payoff. It's just not the payoff that you wanted. Like, you, and I get that, like, it, like when people say, like, either A, I really wanted a showdown between Luke and Snoke. I totally get that, like, because that would have been super badass. Um, and then I also get the the fact that, like, people are like, man, like, they set up this character and, and they never, like, they never really go into it. They don't explain who he is. Um, and I get that one to a certain extent, but to me, that's kind of the same thing as the Emperor. That's as I was alluding to earlier. Well, yeah, that, but that's what I'm saying. Uh, I just wanted that, that – I guess payoff wasn't the right word, so I'll take that back, not payoff. I just wanted a um, – uh, I the wanted him moment. to engage – just to engage in, in a moment, like, you know, uh, seeing him battle Luke. Like I said, even if it was just, like, uh, mine versus mine or force versus – just something like that. Like, I don't care who Snoke is. Like, <laughs> I never once watched uh, – the last, you know, while I was watching the Last Jedi, uh, both times I saw, it, I never once was sitting there like, man, I still don't know who this guy is. Could care less. But I would have liked to have seen him in some kind of battle, 
uh, you know, with either Luke or if it was him versus Kylo, just, just something along those lines. Uh, but like I said, those those are small things, small things. Like I said, that that does not take away from how uh, great I thought this movie was. Um, so let's just kind of round out uh, our likes and dislikes uh, very quickly. Um, I'll start off before I pass it to Joel. Um, I did enjoy, uh, you know, uh, like Nick was saying, Kylo masking his true intentions. I thought that was very well done because uh, it, it threw me for a loop. I was just like, all right, well, how is he going to kind of kill Ray but not kill Ray just to appease Sno- uh, Snoke? And then for him to just go, yeah, no, I'm not doing that at all. I'm just kill Snoke. By the way, Snoke, come on, man. You got to notice that metal, that metal thing just, uh, you know, kind of shaking right by your arm, bro. I'm sorry. I couldn't let that one go. I was watching that. And I was just like, no, you didn't sense that shit? Like, not at all? Like, not shaking on your arm, nothing? But whatever. Uh, <laughs> that that kind of bothered me a little bit. Uh, I, I really enjoyed the battle uh, Ray and Kylo had against the, the, the guards. I thought that was really epic. Um, but the one thing I did not like, uh, I will say this, uh, thinking logically, I will say, uh, Kylo obviously was blinded by his hatred for Luke, that he didn't really pay much attention. But the lightsaber Luke was using was the same lightsaber you just saw get destroyed. All I'm going to say about that. Uh, but, Joel, I'm happy to you. Uh, <laughs> say it again? I said it also wasn't say, real. Well, no, he didn't find out Luke wasn't real till till the end. But I'm saying going into that, you didn't notice that the lightsaber he was using was the same one you just saw get destroyed. But like I said, small. Things, I mean, what is he gonna see that from all the way up on the ATAT though, or whatever the no, new? No, 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 no. I'm talking. I mean, I'm he talking can tell it's blue. I'm talking a lot when of he came face to, No, no. I'm saying when he came face to face with Luke, face to face with him, face to face with him, they were standing right in front of each other. And um, Luke ignited his lightsaber. I was just like, I, well, first of all, also, there aren't that many lightsabers still in the galaxy. That's, but he knows that, how to make one. seems like. You know, if he right. needed one, Luke? he probably could make one. Well, he didn't yeah, have yeah, one. That was the thing. Well, well here's well, the thing. I, when when I you feel, start talking I, about making lightsabers, you're talking about, like, that gets in comic lore. That gets a little deeper. Because you're talking about, like, crystals, right? Right. Yeah, the yeah, kyber crystals. crystals. Yeah, yeah, the kyber crystals. That, that but, like, here's the thing. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with you, Juwan. I would have preferred that it was the green one. And I was sitting there as, like, watching it, like, damn, Luke made another blue lightsaber? Like, what happened to the green one? Like, like before yeah. the reveal happened, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I would have preferred it had been the green one. Um, but I don't feel like necessarily – like, once Kylo got down there and he's, you know, like, having this emotional moment between he and Luke, I mean, I don't think, it's not too far-fetched for me to think he's going to, like, not really key in on the lightsaber, you know? Just oh, yeah, that's, that's, why I, that's, that's why I started off, that's why I started off by saying, logically, he was so angry uh, mm-hmm. and, and so fueled by his hatred uh, to Luke that he's obviously not paying attention sure. to detail. Uh, that's why I started off by saying that, but it was something I was just like, yeah, okay, all right, yeah, yeah, sure. I got you. Um, but Joel, what were your uh, what were your likes and dislikes? 
Um, oh, let's see. My dislikes. I, I didn't really like the idea of Luke dying. I understood why they did it. Um, it was mm-hmm. amazing to watch him do what he did and then find out that he was been, he wasn't even on the planet when he did it. I mean, that was like, oh, like my mouth was open. I was like, holy shit, did he do that yeah. before he was? I was like, holy shit. And then to feel that it, it, it drained him, like he killed himself doing it. Um, that kind of like it was kind of a bummer. Like I didn't like that. I understood why they did it, but it was, I, was, I didn't really enjoy the idea of him dying, fading away after that moment. But that that I didn't really enjoy. Um, Benicio del Toro's character um, was DJ, I think. I wasn't a yeah, big fan of that yeah. list, or whatever the stutter. I'm like I don't understand why that. <laughs> I know it was probably a character choice. From, <laughs> I didn't understand right. why he had the stutter. Whatever, uh, I guess you can't control a stutter. If that's what you want. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> I didn't think the character choice of going with a stutter, but whatever. I, I enjoyed the character. I just didn't really enjoy the stutter very much, so it was kind of weird. It was off-putting. Um, I mean, aside from that, those are probably my biggest thing. I mean, there's probably other things I can't think of at the top of my head. Uh, you're right, though. Like the whole thing with Snoke, I would have liked to know more about Snoke. But at the at the end of the day, it came it came down to him not being as big of a bad as we thought. It was he was kind of a a, a, a look over type of character. So it wasn't as big a deal. Even though I do want to know how he knows how to use the Force as well as he does, because he's obviously very powerful. Uh, but aside from that, right. like I had no real major issues. Uh, I really enjoyed Leia using Force in space. I was completely I thought they killed her off earlier. Like holy shit, they just did that. There's a whole there's a lot of moments in this movie where I was like holy shit, they just did that, and that was one of them where they they blew up the ship and he she got sucked into space. I was like oh well she's fucked. I was like wow, and then she uses the Force <laughs> to come back into the ship. I'm like that was really really cool. I, I I know some people that probably didn't enjoy it as much, but I really enjoyed seeing that. Um, like I said, the Luke moment while I'm fighting Kylo, I really enjoyed. I really like the new characters. They're grow- they've grown on me. I liked Rose. I like Finn. I love Poe in this movie. He was great in this movie. It was really fun to watch him interact with everybody. Um, Captain Phasma, I guess, was disappointing, like you said. Um, I don't. I, I don't. The character looks cool, but aside from that, I really don't have much affection for the character, so I didn't really it didn't bother me as much. But I understand the, the disappointment and not seeing her more or seeing her use, utilized more. Um, Ray was great in this movie. The fight scene between Kylo and, uh, and Ren, where they uh, Kylo Ren and Ray, where they're fighting together, and you're like thinking Kylo's like gonna go to the, to be a good guy, and you're like, holy shit, like who's the bad guy now? Like who are they gonna fight? <laughs> like, uh, that was a really cool moment because you were like completely confused. It was really awesome to get that kind of feeling in a movie. But um. And the Porgs. The Porgs are absolutely adorable and reminded me so much of my daughter. I, I almost teared up. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, those are yeah, my no, highlights. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you on, on your picks. I will say really quick before I pass to Chris, um, what you were saying about uh, the way that Luke went out, I will say this. I was sitting in the theater, and I was like, if they do something like Kylo goes, uh, you know, Kylo goes up to Luke, you know, they fight a little bit, and then, like, Ray looks on, Luke looks at her, and then, you know, he, he you know, he puts away his lightsaber, and Kylo kind of does to him like Vader did to, to Obi-Wan. I was like, I might just get up and walk out of this theater. I, I would throw up if that's what they were going to do with that. I was really glad they stayed far away from the idea of that, because I was like... That'd be super corny, man. That that'd be horrible. 
Uh, but Chris, what were your likes and dislikes of the Last Jedi? Man, I thought Kylo Ren's character and the way they portrayed him was really, really great in the film. Um, I have a little bit of feels about like how they portrayed Luke, I guess, because I just wanted Luke to be like at this point in his life being the all-knowing uh, badass that he should be, being trained by Obi-Wan, defeating Boba Fett. I just I just wanted more of a badass still, and he didn't give it to me. But then again, it's Luke, and he's kind of nerdy anyway. So, <laughs> And I'm a nerd too, so <laughs> I, I get it. But, you know, overall, like, it was, it was really cool, man. It was really, really cool to see what they did with Kylo Ren. Specifically, I thought Kali Ren was super cool, and Ray, Ray's character was. I, I I think they're doing really really neat stuff with her character. Like, uh, it's 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 unique. Um, like the same way they are doing like the Wonder Woman stuff, uh, and making her very female empowerment. I I think they're doing that with Ray in a very good way. That's good for like like when I think about my nieces or someone that's going to watch this, like kids way younger than me are going to watch this. And I really appreciate it. I think it was great. Like overall, I really enjoyed the movie. I didn't think it was as good as the first one, um, but I liked it, you know? Did you have any, any glaring, uh, like any glaring dislikes or you, you know, you pretty much just enjoyed <clears throat> most of what you saw? I mean, the glaring dislikes are going to just be vague comparisons between new and old. Um, oh, okay. Just, yeah, so it's more of a fan opinion than anything else. Like, when you start, like, you know, I played Knight, I played Knights of the Order of Public on PlayStation, like, five times, or Xbox five times, you know. So when you start getting into that, Star Wars, to me, is such a fan lore that, I can't give you an honest answer with stuff like that because I would have written it differently, if that makes sense. <laughs> like, a lot of stuff I would have done differently. Um, but, yeah, like, as far as the, the movie, if you just take the movies outside of where they're going, I, I, I thought it was pretty good overall. There's some things I didn't like. Um, there's definitely some CGI moments that look cheesy as fuck. Uh, to me, at least, even though they spent like a ton of money on it. Um, well, I will say th- there's nothing CG wise, CGI wise. I'm sorry, they could do that. Be anything worse than uh, Rogue One? I thought that was just like that was glaringly bad. Um, no, but no, you're I, not wrong. Yeah, you're not wrong at all. Like, um, like if you, even if you go back to like I watched the first three films today when I got up, um, and those are really bad as far as CGI goes, especially, like, general yeah. shit. Uh, <laughs> like, techno- technology has come a long way, but... Uh, a long, long way. Uh, you know, long overall, yeah, I, I enjoyed the film, but I'm also a huge Star Wars fan. I'm always going to enjoy this film. I, I, You know, like, negativity aside, like, I don't have a, a lot to say bad about it. I don't think it was a great movie, but it was fun because I'm a big Star Wars fan, if that makes sense. No, it does. I think all of us here are, are huge, huge, huge Star Wars fans. Uh, I would say one more thing before I pass it over to you, Nick. Uh, I saw someone bring this up, and I didn't pay that much attention to it until um, I saw it the second time and after I'd watched uh, Force Awakens over again. 
watching it a second time, that opening se- sequence didn't make all that much sense to me, mainly because I was under the impression that I could be completely wrong. So I- I'm open to that. Um, I was under the impression of the way the Force Awakens ended was that they were con- they kind of made a dent in the uh, uh, I can't remember the name that they called themselves in the uh, first order. Yes, in the first order. So when uh, the Last Jedi started, and it seemed like it was only that little bit of support uh, against the the huge, huge, huge forces of the the first. I was just like, I maybe I kind of missed something. Uh, so I'll kick it to you, Nick. Uh, did I miss something? And you can go into your uh, your likes and dislikes of the Last Jedi. Yeah, sure thing. Um, well, you have to remember that in in the Force Awakens, they destroyed five planets. So that that I'm sure that news gets around, um, and even though they were able to destroy uh, Starkiller Base, like the fact that before they were able to do it, that the First Order destroyed five planets, like I'm sure that puts a heavy, heavy dent in your uh, resistance, rebellion efforts, whatever you want to call it. Um, so I mean, I think that's the big reason why. You know, like at the end of the movie, I, I assume you're referring to the end of the movie where no one comes when when they send out the distress signal. Um, so, like that would that would be my explanation for it. Um, but uh, but as far as my like likes and dislikes, um, uh, you know, I've already touched on a few things that I really liked. Um, I do want to say that I absolutely loved, uh, just like Joel, I loved the fight scene of. Kylo and Ray against the Royal Guard. Um, two things. One, it was just amazingly choreographed, um, and and the the stakes were so high. Like I didn't know what was going to happen. I, I honestly, there was a part of me who was like, "My God, if they kill Ray, and then that's what that's what transitions Kylo back to the light side." Like I was like, "Oh my God!" Like what if that's what happens? Like. There was just so many thoughts going through my head, like, as it was happening. Um, and so I loved it. The stakes were so high. It was just amazing. Um, and simply the fact that, like, we got to see these two badasses kind of team up for, you know, for a, a, a moment in this movie, and especially the way they set up their connection throughout the movie, um, I really, really loved that. I loved the explanation as to why – um uh a why uh Luke's new Jedi order was destroyed um cuz that was that was like the big question for me going in even more so than like who's who's Rey and who's Snoke and that like to me it was like dude there's no way Kylo Ren could like like solely like defeat Luke and then like destroy his order but the way they did it was so perfect for me like essentially you know you get Luke in this moment of weakness when he's sensing all of this dark you know dark side uh influence on Kyle or on Ben at the time um and so in this in this moment of fear uh he he ignites his lightsaber but it, it quickly passes and he and he's you know but by the time it passed you know, the shot changes and you look down and you see, you know, that look on Kylo's face of, of like utter betrayal. And it's like everything that he's been thinking 
up to that moment as far as, you know, maybe Luke's got it wrong, maybe the dark side is the best way. All of this is just, like, confirmed by this, this character, this, this young boy or young man, I guess I should say. Um, and so, you know, essentially he's able to use the force to pull down that hut on Luke and, and like, get the fuck out of there with, with several of um, Luke's students, I guess the, the ones who he was kind of influencing along the way and kill all the rest. Um, the, the way that they set that up made so much sense because – you know, once that happened, Luke, Luke was like, no, I, you don't understand. Like, don't like, <laughs> I want to help you. But I mean, it was just, you know, if you woke up and someone was standing over you with a knife and was like, nah, man, but, but no, it's not like that. Like, you'd be like, fuck you. It's not like that. I just woke up and you're standing over me, like looking like you're about to kill me. Um, so I thought it was beautifully done. I thought that whole setup was great. Um, I absolutely loved the the shot at the end of the movie when everything goes silent and you see this she goes into hyperspace and like flies through the the, the big star destroyer. Um, I thought that was just so poignant and so great. Um, I actually really liked Luke's uh, Luke's arc. Um, I thought it, it made sense to me in the sense of he tried to build something um, after everything that had happened to him in, in his life, and he he squandered it. He like he failed, and and I, I get like like Kylo failed him, but he also failed Kylo. Like it, it's it's there's mutual like nothing in life is black and white, and it, so many times there was like mutual responsibility to why a relationship doesn't work out or, you know, why family members are, are, you know, uh, uh, emotionally apart from one another. Um, so I loved that aspect of it. I thought it was, I thought it was really well executed and it made sense to me why Luke would be just so downtrodden and just like, dude, I just like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I just, I, I mean, I just, I, all I want to do is just die. Um, but he's not going to kill himself because he's, you know, he's a Jedi. So he's just going to go off to this island and, like, just, you know, live out the rest of his life and try to try to make peace with whatever he can. Um, so I actually really liked his arc. Um, the things I didn't like, um, and I'll, I'll use that to, to jump to, you know, one of, one of the few, few things I really didn't like. Um, I, I also didn't like that he died. Um, I, I I think if you're going to go the route of th- that being his arc in this movie, you need to have the moment, like you can't just have the moment at the end of the movie where he does the heroic thing and then, you know, we as the audience all forgive him for, for his selfish actions throughout the, you know, the past, you know, 10 years and, throughout this whole movie like we need him to come back in episode nine and be there you know in order to um in order to really uh as an audience justify his actions so i didn't mind how they portrayed the character but it did upset me that um you know they 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 did that 
Um, but I, but I'm optimistic that he's going to be back as a force ghost and he's going to help complete race training and all of that. Um, but I also would have loved to have seen him, you know, really do some awesome Jedi shit, like just like in battle, some awesome Jedi shit would have been amazing. But, um, you know, hopefully we'll at least get the former that I mentioned. Um, uh, another thing, uh, Joelle, you mentioned, uh, Leia's, uh, her, her force moment. It's funny, like, her using the Force didn't bother me at all because we all know that she's, you know, she's not a Jedi, but she she, she knows the way of the Force. She is at least somewhat Force-sensitive. Um, and in a moment of distress, I feel like a character like her who, who has the ability to tap into the Force would do so. My biggest thing was, how the fuck did she not get just blown up when, like, that bridge, that whole bridge <laughs> got blown up? Like, that was my thing. Like, I didn't mind the whole, you know, her using the Force to come back to the ship. I just thought that, like, when they did it, I, I, I mean, I just, the whole room exploded. Like, everybody should have died immediately. So, like, it, it, part of that bothered me. Part of it didn't. I mean, I just had to kind of accept it. Um, but I feel like they could have done that in a, in a slightly better fashion. Um, I feel like probably my next, like biggest complaint would just be, uh, that I feel like obviously Finn and Rose's storyline, um, it, it meandered a bit. Um, it didn't like, it didn't like really upset me or take me out of the movie. Um, but the fact that it doesn't have any payoff again, like, I, I liked the fact that it doesn't have a payoff in the sense of, you know, like Luke says, this is not going to go the way you think it's going to go. Um, so I didn't mind it in that sense, but at the same time, like, just think about it. Like Finn could have been asleep throughout the whole movie, woken up at the end of the movie and had, you know, like, uh, or he could have just stayed asleep for the whole movie, and it wouldn't really have made a difference in the storyline. Um, so, you know, there, there's that, too. Um, and also, uh, Laura Dern's character, I didn't I didn't dislike her, but, it, it, like, I feel like there was... I feel like everybody's like, why didn't you just tell Poe what was going on? Like, obviously, couldn't do that, because then, you know, the character's... Uh, wouldn't have the actions, wouldn't do the things that they did in the movie, but they could have at least delved into maybe she doesn't trust Poe or something like to explain why she doesn't tell Poe um, what's going on. So like those those would be my complaints. Um, but like I said, overall, like even those like three or four things, not enough to to you know make me uh, have ill will towards the film. I, I and I I. Um, I do think it was like a, a really good film. I, it's it's tough for me to say it was a great film. I'll have to see it multiple more times. Um, but I thought it was a really good film, and I did prefer it uh, slightly to The Force Awakens because of all of the um, uh, subversion and all of the uh, things that happened that you don't really expect to happen. So... Um, but, you know, it certainly does have um, a few flaws and some more for some more than others or some some for some more for certain people and some less for certain people. But I feel like if you're if you're watching the movie um, from any sort of uh, critical uh, perspective, 
then you're you're going to find some things that bother you from the film. Yeah, I I could definitely see that. Uh, just two really quick points before we move on to the award show portion of this episode. Uh, I will say two things. I will say um, I also I had heard early into production of the Last Jedi, and obviously this is proven uh, proven wrong. But I had been telling you guys I had been hearing of a scene of Luke and and Ray on this island versus Kylo and the Knights of Ren. I still would have loved to have seen the Knights of Ren and Kylo take on Ray and Luke. I still kind of just wanted them to explain what happened to the Knights of Ren. Yeah, uh, where are they? Mention, like, I have no idea. No I one does. Heard, like, I would have preferred instead of the Royal Guards, even though they were super badass. People sleep on the Royal Guards. Royal Guards will fuck somebody up. That is just yeah. a point that needs to be uh, that needs to be said. But I would have preferred if Kylo um, had used his Knights of Ren. Uh, and then we might have seen the Knights of Ren versus the Royal Guards. And uh, we could have just seen Kylo versus Rey. Um, but uh, that's not to take away from that, that scene that we ended up getting anyway. But they just never explained. What upset me the most about that was Luke bringing it up again, saying Kylo took a few of the students with him. All right, cool. What happened with them? Like, where did they go? Did they die? What because they haven't seen Jedi since I, since that day. So what happened to them? You know, yeah, they didn't I die like, of old age. Where'd they go? Well, I feel like that's almost just like a, a – the, remember the whole thing about the Lagos scene in Civil War and why Vision wasn't there? Like, I feel like that's the same kind of thing. Like, there's an explanation. They just didn't explain it in this movie. So we're, like, kind of, you know, upset about it because it wasn't Actually, explained to us, you know? Actually, I would say the parallel to, to Civil War, even though that was a really good that was a really good point. I would say the parallel was you had Bucky and Steve go there, thinking that they were going to to need to stop uh, what's his name from recreating more Winter Soldiers. And I oh, thought that would have uh, been a perfect yeah. time. I thought that would have been a perfect time to have uh, the evil Winter Soldiers versus Bucky, Cap, and Iron Man, and then at the end of that, have Iron Man versus Cap and Bucky. Wait, wasted opportunities, but you know, like like you said, Nick, that doesn't uh, take away from how good that movie was. It's just one of those things that was just like, if Luke hadn't have said that again, I wouldn't have thought of it that much. But when he said it again, I'm like, all right, so you're pointing out again that they exist. So we're not ignoring that they exist, but we're just not going to talk about where they are. Like Kylo's going through all these battles by himself. And, and just some stormtroopers. Why not just take Kylo and the Knights of Ren? And and Snoke even in Force Awakens mentions the Knights of Ren. I don't know, but anyway, that that's that's just harping on on that way too too, too much. Um, we all really enjoyed this movie. I will say last thing. Ryan Johnson uh, a, a while ago said, uh, when you see Mark Hamill's performance, uh, you'll see why we think he deserves to be an Oscar mention. Uh, although I didn't necessarily fully get that from Mark Hamill, I will say, and this is just in my opinion, I got that from Adam Driver. Uh, now, I wouldn't necessarily go to the, the length of, of Oscar, but I will say I thought Adam Driver had an amazing performance as Kylo Ren. Um, and, you know, he definitely separated himself from, I see a lot of people after The Force Awakens was trying to compare him to 
Hayden Christensen's uh, Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, no, don't even put those two in the same conversation. Uh, Adam Driver did a phenomenal job, uh, both in The Force Awakens and in The Last Jedi, that uh, I definitely thought he was the best actor in the entire movie. Uh, I loved Mark Hamill. That is not to not Mark Hamill at all. Um, But I just definitely left, especially the second time, just loving what Adam Driver did with with Kylo Ren, like, so much. Uh, So I'll quickly go around and and see what you guys – See who you guys' favorite from the movie was. Uh, I'll start with you, Chris. Who was your favorite from the movie? Hello? Chris? Uh, Nick, are you there? No, no, no. Yeah, no, I'm here. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry, uh... <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. 100%. <laughs> the favorite is always going to be Mark Hamill, because of the Mask of the Phantasm. And I'm tilted a little bit. <laughs> so, yeah, Mark Hamill, my favorite. Yeah, well, like I said, definitely no wrong answers here. Uh, Nick, who was your favorite coming out of The Last Jedi? I will absolutely agree with you that I thought uh, Adam Driver's performance was the best performance. Um, he's just a character that you love to hate. And it drives me crazy yeah. that people don't like his character. Like, you're not supposed to like his character but don't try to tell me that the performance isn't so good. He is the Anakin that we deserve. That's the thing. Yeah. That's the only way you can draw any sort of comparison from his character to Anakin, because performance-wise, don't even come at me with saying he is Hayden Christensen, because that is just, I will I will smack the shit out of you. Um, <laughs> but, uh, well, metaphorically, I, I'm, I'm a nonviolent person. I won't really hit you. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> But nevertheless, like I, I totally agree that he is his performance is the best. My favorite character though is Poe Dameron. Poe Dameron's arc in this movie was so great. Like I loved it so much. Um, he's so quippy and he, he's just he's awesome. And I, I love the fact that they're setting him up to lead the resistance or the Rebel Alliance or whatever they want to call it. They went really went back and forth in this movie with with, with that. Um, yeah, but they he, did. <laughs> they did. Um, but uh, but I, I feel like he is is going to be so great at leading this this team. You know, you'll have him leading. You know, the the, the army as the general, and then you'll have Ray as as the Jedi. And not quite sure how Finn works in that equation. Um, but we'll see. Uh, maybe he's. Uh, not long for you know this this uh, this universe. We'll, we'll see obviously in episode nine. Um, but no, Poe cool. is, is was my favorite character. Yeah, like I said, uh, definitely no wrong answers. I enjoyed Poe too, but I definitely thought in comparison to what Ryan Johnson was saying, how Hamill uh, was was the Oscar performance coming out of this movie. I, I definitely. Feel as though I could I could give a, a a good argument to why that should be Adam Driver. And uh, I totally Joel, agree with you, Joel. Who is your favorite coming out of the Last Jedi? I think I agree with like everybody. <laughs> like I think <laughs> performance was probably Kylo Ren for sure. Like his portrayal of Kylo Ren was great. Adam Driver did a great job. Um, but like seeing Mark Hamill's Luke Skywalker again after all these years, like and a whole movie worth of him instead of you know a minute or not even a minute, less than a couple, maybe a couple seconds from the last movie, it was really nice to see. Even though it was a different Luke than I think everyone was expecting, 
um, emo Luke almost. <laughs> but still, <laughs> it was really nice to see Luke be Luke, uh, especially at the end of the movie. And during certain moments with certain characters like R2 and Leia and Chewie, it was really nice. Um, and C-3PO. <laughs> um, but also, like, I really love Poe. I mean, he stood out so much to me. Like, I can't wait to see more of Poe Dameron. We got more of him in this movie. I hope we get more of him in the next. Uh, he was amazing in this movie for me. I thought I really, really enjoyed his character arc in this movie because <clears throat> I didn't expect it, really. So, yeah, I agree with all three of you. I think they all stood out the most to me in that regard um, for different reasons. All right, so you're down the middle. Yeah, like I said, there's there's no wrong answers. All three of them were were amazing in this movie. Uh, I, I just definitely personally think Kylo stood out uh, to me a lot more. But let's move on to our award portion of this episode. <clears throat> All right, let's get into it, guys. All right, so what we did was kind of like the Oscars do, best picture, best actor, best female actor, whatever, whatever, whatever. We did that with the best superhero films, and we add Netflix into the idea of films uh, of the year. So our first category of the night is best superhero fight scene. Uh, we had so many nominees. It was a huge list. So a lot of these I'm not going to go the nominees for. Um, all right. So, oh, excuse me. So what turned out to be the winner for the best superhero fight, uh, fight scene of the year, believe it or not, with Superman versus Justice League. Um, what's interesting what's interesting about that being uh, the winner was, Nick, I desperately, I mean, I mean this honestly, I desperately wanted to go with uh, Ray and Kylo versus the Royal Guards, especially after Damn seeing right. the movie twice. But I did go back and see Justice League again. Uh, won't say how. Um, but I did go back and see the Justice League in – that fight just really stood out to me, man. It, it just really did. I thought that was a really, really, really good scene. Um, so the the different uh, picks that everyone had in here, um, Ray and Kylo versus the Royal Guards, Thor versus the Hulk, and Punisher versus Jigsaw. Uh, and, you know, of course, Superman versus Justice League. Superman versus Justice League being the winner. Uh, I'll go around. Nick, what are your thoughts on the winner? Well, as you know, my absolute favorite fight of the year is is definitely Kylo and Ray teaming up against the Royal Guard. I think there was just so many elements in that that were um, so quintessential to that movie. But as far as the winner, um, I'm okay with it. I think that that fight scene was was very very well done. Um, the 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 way that they set it up was so terrific because. You know, you got you got Superman who's just come back. You got Cyborg who who can't. He's not really fully in control of himself, so that kind of sets off everything. Um, and of course, Aquaman. You know, basically being like, they're like, this, they're like, hey, dude, calm down. And he's like, what do you mean, calm down? Like this motherfucker's about to like <laughs> try to try to like manhandle us. Like, no, I'm not gonna calm down. Um, so the way they set all that up, the way that uh, Wonder Woman. Is is so holding back and just trying to um, trying to defuse the situation, and then of course the seminal moment um, with the Flash, like is running and and Superman like pauses and like turns and looks at him. It's just 
so great. Um, thank God Superman didn't hit him because it would suck for the Flash to have died already in that moment. <laughs> and had Superman hit him, like, make no mistake, Flash would have been dead, dude. Um, <laughs> so, like, I, I, there's a lot in that scene that I really loved. So, I, you know, I can get on board with that being the winner. Yeah, definitely, most definitely. Uh, Chris, what are your thoughts on the, the winner, Superman versus Justice League? Uh, my thoughts are that was a great, great, great scene. I really enjoyed the the, the fight. Um, man, I really didn't think this was going to be the one that won, <laughs> to be honest, because uh, <laughs> I thought Punisher versus uh, Jigsaw was so great. Um, and, I mean, there's a lot of good stuff we have here, so I'm just going to bow out of this one and be like, yeah, Punisher versus Jigsaw. <laughs> Loki no, was the best fight. <laughs> to be honest with you, to be honest with you, I was telling you this before the show, everyone here, uh, all the other ones that, that I named, Nick's, uh, Nick's pick, uh, Shannon did come in with the Thor versus the Hulk, and you was Punisher versus Jigsaw. Those are all amazing scenes. They're like, all good. This, all They're all really, good. Really, really, really good scenes. So that's what made that's what made it so difficult. That's why I said a lot of these you're gonna be like, wait, what? That one, not in a bad way, but it's just like there were so many, uh, so many good ones. You're just like, oh man, I thought mine was was gonna be the one that uh, that well, won. And, um, and here's the thing: ahead, you, we didn't have we didn't have Batman just destroying everybody this year. So like I mean that was like so obviously the winner last year. Um, you know, it wasn't it wasn't really even a question, but this year, yeah, it was really tough. Yeah. I would I would definitely. also say like uh like Logan, the fight center at the very end should probably be higher up on my list than it is, but it's not. Well, it, the yeah, thing is like it it was, was a great fight scene, but it was it was such a um it, it like that's not the moment that stuck out the most about that scene. So it's right. hard to make that your best fight scene. Yeah, exactly. you're right. I, I'm completely with you because right. I did have that. Uh, if you recall, guys, I did have that as one of the nominees for this category. Mm-hmm. But I completely understood why no one went with that. Uh, I it, didn't even think twice about the. Idea we'll just put that. it this way: a little, maybe a little gratuitous foreshadowing. It's more of a moment than a fight scene. <laughs> Right. <laughs> exactly. I, I, I like the way you, you worded that. Uh, Joel, uh, knowing that Superman vs. Justice League was your pick, what are your thoughts on the winner? Well, I'm, uh, I'm happy to say uh, that was my pick. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> um, yeah, it was. Uh, I thought, uh, thinking about it, looking at the choices that you gave me, um, I, have to, I had to go with the Justice League versus Superman because like that was such a great like what everything I think Nick described the scene as as good as you can get <laughs> like he described everything in it so yeah that was the scene that stood out to me the most like what like you if you incorporate everything especially the moment with the Flash I'm like that's that like everybody remembers that moment it's probably the best moment in the movie and so like, I had to include that in the fight <laughs> you know even though it was yeah. that part was the fight part of it but it was that was a really good good part of the movie like. Looking at the options, like the only ones that really stood out to me that for me, um, like I really was thinking about seeing Luke versus Kylo, but that wasn't really a fight. <laughs> like it was more of a standoff. Um, 
especially like when you find out that it really wasn't him. But I really wanted to see them go at it, like lightsaber to lightsaber. We re- but we really didn't get that, unfortunately. Um, all the other ones were good, but this one to me stood out the most. Like Superman vs. the Justice Thor vs. Hulk was really good too, but to me, still, like you'll remember more of Superman vs. Justice League than Thor vs. Hulk. My yeah, opinion. I agree. I, I, I well, and how about they... how about like as flawed as as flawed as uh, the DC films are, um, or have been, I guess I should say, um, and uh, how um, they're very mixed with, with audience and critics don't usually like them very much. Um, we've had two fights in a row. Our, our our fights have been DC fights that have won uh, this award. Two years in a row, so like they're yeah. doing something right. <laughs> yeah, the choreography is definitely something they uh, they don't have any issues with. I will exactly. say though, uh, to the defense of Shannon's pick of uh, Thor versus Hulk, I would have picked that if they had went the route of maybe incorporating Enchantress to where she uh, possessed the Hulk's mind, so it wasn't a friendly battle between the two. It was literally the Hulk is trying to kill Thor, uh, and Thor has to do everything uh, in its power to make sure that Hulk doesn't kill him. Kind of like how we got in uh, Hulk versus uh, Thor, the animated movie. If we had more of a battle like that, I definitely, because I never would have thought we would have gotten uh, in a full battle uh, size those two going up against each other. So I definitely, if that was more, uh, more so of how they went about doing that that scene, I definitely would have might have leaned more towards that. But let's move yeah, on to our thick. next. Yeah, exactly. Let's move on to our next category. I'm gonna go through uh, what I'm gonna do going forward. Is just go through what uh, I'm not gonna say anyone's names, but just go through what everyone picked and then announce the the winner. So the next uh, category we have is best geek moment. All right, so we have Berserker, Wolverine. Superman versus the Flash race, uh, Spider-Man at the Monument, Lex and, uh, and Slade Wilson forming the Legion of Doom, uh, and that wraps up what we have, and uh, that wraps up our nominees for Best Geek Moment. And the winner is unanimously um, Berserker Logan, uh, Berserker Wolverine, sorry. Logan doesn't really make a difference, same person. Uh, <laughs> um, Chris, I'll start with you. What are your thoughts on the winner? You started with me because uh, you knew I picked the loser. <laughs> no, honestly, honestly, you, uh, it's crazy because uh, a, a lot of us didn't um, necessarily pick uh, Berserker uh, Wolverine. So it's I, not I, just you. It's not just you. There, nah, there was just. I mean, that I, I thought that was a really well filmed scene with Spider Man looking out, watching the monument. You know, doesn't mean it was the best, but these are hard. Like, the geek moment for me was, like, uh, the end of Punisher, and that wasn't on the list. Mm-hmm. Like, where he's getting beat, that's not on the list, so I picked the Washington Monument. I thought it was a very solitude moment, and there's always, like, even if you go back to the co- like the comics of Spider-Man, he's always the guy that's on the ledge looking down in his photographs, because, you know, Peter Parker is always taking photographs of which is kind of weird. The original selfie. <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah, no, I, I will say, I will say in your defense that that definitely was uh, a geeked out moment. I thought that was a, a really awesome moment of of the film, kind of like his coming out 
his coming out party of like, hey, the the idea of Spider Man, the the guy that you see on these YouTube videos, he's real, you know, and you know, and yeah. here I am. I thought that was a really co- a great coming out moment for him. But I mean, whenever you have a scene uh, with the word and, berserker in it, and all yeah, well, of, that was the other one. You said berserker, so I'm assuming you're talking about the the wood scene at the very end. Yes, and that, uh, the, was, the biggest. Go ahead, All right, guys. well, he wins. Never mind. <laughs> like, Logan yeah. wins. <laughs> yeah, the biggest reason, the biggest reason I, I voted for that, and I definitely wasn't, wasn't originally going to, but, Joe, I thought about when me and you went to that, that screening for it and how everyone went nuts when, <laughs> when that scene happened because it was just like, if you're a true Wolverine fan, that is a moment we haven't really gotten in the movies but it's so pivotal to the character of Wolverine because when he just goes berserk, like there's nothing that he, that can stop him. Well, short of him facing himself. Um, but that scene was just like, it was insane. He was just ripping through guys. Uh, so Nick, I'll go to you. You were one of the ones that did pick berserker uh, Wolverine as, as your, uh, as your pick, uh, what, what, what went behind, uh, you picking that instead of some of the other, uh, nominees? Well, first things first, I just want to say, Chris, if you're, if your your choice isn't nominated, you could be like me and just be an asshole and be like, this is my pick. I don't care what you nominated, Jawan. <laughs> um, <laughs> Cause I did that. I did. For two... I picked the Washington Monument. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, I did that. I did that for two different categories. I was like, I don't, I don't care about your, your, your choices, Joan. These, these are my picks, motherfucker. Um, uh, cause I'm, I'm that guy. Um, but no, I, I absolutely loved this moment, um, from beginning to end. Because the thing to me is, again, why I think, um it's more of a moment than a fight scene is because you, from beginning to end, from when he injects himself with, with that, um, that, uh, that, uh, serum, uh, and, and goes ape shit, berserker Wolverine. Um, not only do you get the moment, like he's just tearing down people, you know, blood coming out of their chest as he removes the claws and everything, like just things we've never seen seen in a Wolverine uh, showdown in live action. Um, but then, you know, you, you get the team up with him and Laura, and it's so awesome when she, like, jumps over his shoulder. Like, he's like, no, I want to protect you. And she's like, fuck that, I want to help you. Um, and so you get this dynamic of these two characters who are so badass. And then, you know, in the seminal moment of what all of this leads up to, you you get this this perfect poignant moment between a father and daughter, um, and I don't I can't speak for everybody, uh, but I bawled my eyes out when that happened. Just like uh, literally when I was watching it watching it in the theater, like I was like crying. Uh, up until the end, and then when she turns the when she turns the cross into an X, I started crying again. And then like the the, the like the credits came up, and I knew there wasn't going to be a post credit scene. I was just like, but I gotta I gotta just I gotta get my composure before I walk out of this movie theater. Um, so to me, like the berserker scene in and of itself, 
Um, while I think it's not maybe the best fight scene, if you extend that through everything that happens in that in that you know 15 minutes of action and and drama and everything else, um, and also just the history that we've we've spent so much time with this character, um, this actor as this character, like it, it just all kind of leads up to this this moment that I, I just I don't think very many films are able to capture because you can't make you can't make me as an audience member care that much about a character without having like invested so much time and effort into a character over like my lifetime um so it, it it's 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 crazy um how great that they pulled that off in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Uh, Joel, you also picked Berserker Wolverine. No shocker there. Uh, I kind of figured, <laughs> uh, kind of figured he picked that, uh, for <laughs> kind of the same reasons I did, uh, being there and, and seeing that, uh, and then especially the reaction everyone else had just kind of further hype how great, uh, uh of a situation that was, well, it, a moment that was, uh, and everything surrounding uh, that scene. But, Joel, uh, why was that your pick? I think you guys touched on a lot of the reasons why I chose that. But, yeah, as a Wolverine fan, that's the one that's been a fan of Wolverine since I was a kid. Um, that was the That's the scene I've been waiting to see for, like, ever. And, like, to see it happen yeah. not, un, like, unrated the way it should be, to actually get Berserker Wolverine the way it should be done was fucking fantastic. And I think it was... <laughs> um, it was a great geek moment for me as a fan of the character um, to see it done right. So like, I, I, there were so many good moments this year because it's been a hell of a year for superhero movies in general. But that to me took you know took the cake. You know that was my moment for me because like they did it, they fucking did it, and they did it well. Like so, I was really happy to see it done right, and I was like just to see people limbs come off <laughs> like he was awesome <laughs> like, it's crazy and to see him do it and he's so angry and i like that's how it should be done and so that's my moment i mean you guys touched on all the other stuff about it and yeah that that was my that was my geek moment that definitely was my geek moment of the year um though i do like i saw um chris was talking about the whole jigsaw thing i didn't even think about that as a moment because i had it in the fight scene category but that's a good point that moment after the fight where he just rams his face into the glass was a great geeky moment, especially for people that didn't know that was Jigsaw. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. When he's grinding his face into the grass, and he's like, I I want you to know what you're going to be. Like, that's such a great comic book moment for me. Like, he's like, I'm going to make you my enemy. It's kind of, a, it's so great in a weird way. I mean, there's a lot of things I love about Punisher, but that that one stood out. Definitely takes the cake. Yeah, that definitely takes the cake. Uh, and that was a very intense moment. <laughs> so next year we'll add an intense moments of the year. So we <laughs> add in, but, I mean, add in some of but those, like, those crazy like things. Like I, I also loved everything else you guys talked about. So it's not. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I definitely get you. I definitely get you. But that was that was super intense. That was that was almost hard to watch. That was hard to watch. a little bit. 
Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Let's go. Let's go into um, our next category, which is funny because the fans had to actually uh, help us get a winner for this next category. You guys are gonna go. Wait, this wasn't unanimous, but it was not. Uh, our next category is male hero of the year, and the nominees that we had in there. <laughs> uh, Nick, this is what I was gonna yell at you about. <laughs> I, when I said when I said Steve, I was saying that hoping you would take you would take that as a joke. You were super no. serious. No, Steve is serious. like Steve is the man. Steve is the greatest <laughs> hero of this year, dude. It's like if you can make a character that we really didn't like shine that much and fall in love with, like. Come on, man. Steve is the pick. It's that's the guy you got to go with. Listen, as much as as much as that is the guy that I would have wanted to go with, um our other nominees are uh so first we have we do indeed have seriously have Steve from Stranger Things. Uh we also have Logan, Spider-Man, Superman, and Luke Skywalker. Um, and the winner, thanks to the, the amazing fans of the Geek Vibes Nation uh, Facebook page, we have a winner, and the winner is Logan. Uh, thanks to the fans, we were able to get a winner in that because we were all over the place in our picks. Um, I will say, though, and I couldn't wait to get to this just to, to give Kanan this shout-out. Kanan, <laughs> come on, man. Superman was not in that movie long enough for you, for you to seriously think anybody else is going to pick him for uh, male hero of the year. But I do no. respect your consistency, Kanan. You managed to make sure uh, most of your picks were DC-oriented. So I definitely uh, respect the consistency in that. Um, I personally put Luke Skywalker in there. Uh, I, I do think uh, he was able to go from uh, someone you came into the movie thinking was a hero you learned was not a hero, uh, well, spent most of his time not being the hero that you uh, last saw him being, uh, and then he found a way to redeem himself within the eyes of the people that kind of dipped a little bit on their, their thought Skywalker. Um, and he had that huge heroic moment at the end that he kind of died giving. Uh, so I definitely thought that was a redeemable uh, quality for Luke in making him uh, a hero. Um, but yeah, Spider-Man was, was in there. Uh, I could definitely see that. Uh, I'd love Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Um, any other category, I think I'd definitely vote for, for Tom Holland. Uh, it's Nick, Nick Steve from Stranger Things. Anyway, uh, Joel, uh, your pick was Logan. Uh, what, what about Hugh Jackman's performance as Logan, uh, warranted you picking him as your hero of the year? Ah uh, well, uh, Logan, Logan was the man of the year for me. I mean, because it was the, to me the movie that surprised me the most this year. I I thought it would be okay. I did not expect it to be this fucking good. So for him to and not just be, and he was the man of the whole movie. Like the only one I can probably come close to probably Patrick Stewart is Professor Xavier in that movie in terms of like performance. But like Hugh Jackman killed it as Logan in Logan. So I was like, and at the Logan that we should should have gotten like forever. And they finally nailed it, and they did it on his like goodbye, his like his goodbye movie, and like like that like was the perfect ending for for an actor that's been moving for like over 
16, 17 years or whatever it is. And it's like, it's crazy. <laughs> it's a very crazy thing. Um, it's his year. I think he should even be considered, like the movie itself should be considered for like nominations and, and awards. And Hell um, yeah, it should. I think in that regard, like I have to give it to, to Wolverine, Logan, as the uh, male hero of the year. You know, a lot of these guys I, I can't argue with. Like I, I, I got, even though I know Kanan, I think Superman is, is at least should be talked about because it was his return. And yes, it was only really the, the, the second half of that movie. But I did, everyone enjoyed Superman coming back. Even though the whole stupid mustache gate thing happened is probably what killed the momentum. But his return, everyone loved. So you can't argue with that. Spider-Man coming back and joining the MCU full-time in his own movie, awesome. There's just Luke Skywalker. Like, I love Luke Skywalker in that movie. He had it like, Character-wise, there were certain moments where it was different than I wanted, but him, it was Luke, you know, at the end of the day. And um, Batman's Batman. You can't, you can never go wrong with putting Batman on any list, even if it's not him, it's his year, you know? <laughs> like, I can't argue with that. Um, yeah, Logan, though. It's Logan's the man this year. Yeah, I will say, hands down, uh, uh, not picking Steve and not picking Batman, I don't think I'll ever face anything harder than that in life. Um... Uh, I'll go to um, I'll go to you, Chris. Uh, you also did pick Logan, if um, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, you kind of agree with uh, Joel's assessment? Yes, a hundred percent. I thought Logan was a very, very well done comic book film. Um, and I thought it was a good like uh, swan swan song for uh, Hugh Jackman to go out on. And man, like it's it's not that he just he did it so well at the very end that that fight scene at the very end is so good with uh yeah him and his, like was it X thirty two? No, that was that was yeah. I was gonna say X twenty four. Yeah, X twenty four, not X thirty two. What the fuck? In any case, X thirty two might have amazing. Been like, this huge robot with claws or something like that. I can't even imagine what that would have been. Um, would have been yeah, no, 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 way I, worse. I, it was great, yeah, man. Yeah, way it a was... lot worse. Um, I will say I definitely understand uh, where you and Joel are, are, are coming from. And, Nick, like I said, I desperately wanted <laughs> to pick Steve. But I was thinking you were going to take that as a joke. So then when I saw you had actually picked it, I was like, damn, I had already picked Luke Skywalker, and I can't change it now. I was like, damn, but God, Nick, I should have. I I, I know, I should have. I will say this, though. The next category is definitely going to shock you guys. I didn't get get to comment on that. I'm sorry, go ahead. Um, ahead, Okay, first of all, Steve is the obvious winner. Um, (laughs) Let me just get that out there. Like, that character's performance in in Stranger Things Season 2 was amazing. He was... He was a father. He was a mother. He was he was the shepherd of those kids, and he also didn't get the girl. Like that. Like how many times have we, as guys, taken the higher road and didn't get the girl? Like that is so perfect. And like that girl in question, uh, definitely like deserve. Like she should have been with what's his name. I forget his name, but that guy, um, like that was, they were, that was the couple that that always should have happened. And so we got 
like though we didn't get that in season one and that like kind of frustrated I think most of us um we got that in season two and instead of just throwing away this character they made him into this badass and he like he was just perfect he was so good um as far as Logan I, I totally get it dude Logan was was terrific but like to me like the movie was great but he wasn't like the hero that that it's very comparable almost to Luke Skywalker because for the first two acts of the movie, he is not a hero. Like he is so like begrudgingly doing all of this. Um, And it's, and it's honestly like mostly for the money for the first act. And then the second act, he kind of starts to get it. And then really it's in the third act that he really comes through um, and I think the finale is what really drives it home for him um, because of the, the decision that he makes um, that, you know, to help these, help these kids. Uh, and, and I get it. I get, I get that, like, that, like, you have to look at it as a whole. But if you look at it from beginning, middle, and end, to me, I, I still feel like Steve is the best hero of the series. And, like, even still, he was, like, willing to sacrifice himself at the end. Like, he was, like, protecting Dustin. And, like, those, those you know, Demogorgon things just, like, ran right by him and everything because they were going, to, you know, to stop Eleven. Um, but, like, it, dude, it, it was, he was just so great. I, I, uh, I'll stop now because I know we got to move on. But, man, Steve, Steve is great. Steve was, Steve was great. Thank Hashtag you. Dad Steve. Um, <laughs> Goddamn right. This next category, this next category <clears throat> I know will definitely shock people uh, because of, uh, I think, who won. Maybe, it, maybe it'll shock you guys, maybe it won't. Um, category we're going to get to, uh, and let's kind of quickly go through these last couple ones that we, uh, that we have. Um, best Geek Netflix Series of the Year. The nominees were only two. It was The Punisher and Stranger Things Season 2. Uh, someone was telling me I was missing out on, on Mindhunters. Never saw it, so I apologize. Uh, Mindhunters, I guess, is something I'll go see, but never really heard anything about it. Uh, but that nope. could be uh, on my end. Great show, Mindhunters. Um, yeah, Mindhunters. Um, all right, so because we were kind of all split on uh, our picks, uh, some of the Punisher, obviously, some were um, Stranger Things Season 2. I brought it to the fans um, on uh, on Facebook page for them to let us know, uh, to help us decide who the winner is. So, 15 to 13, Stranger Things Season 2 beat out the Punisher uh, by uh. two to win – to win be, uh, Best Geek Netflix Series of the Year. So, Chris, I will kick it to you. What are your thoughts on the winner? I think they're fucking wrong. I mean, Stranger Things <laughs> is great and all, but Punisher was fucking dope. Did they not see him slice that guy's face up with a carousel mirror? Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. You guys are wrong. I love you, but you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, but I will say this, though. I was, as much as I love both shows, I was happy to see that it wasn't like 
thirty to six <laughs> or something, something yeah, crazy like, like that. It was only by two. It was only by two. So when you see that, you're like, all right. As much as I possibly disagree, I'm, I'm just glad it wasn't like a blowout. Uh, can I get one, a second? You know, can I? Yeah, can I get a second to love on Stranger Things? I love Stranger yeah, Things. Yeah. Stranger Things, but like even the font they use for their show is very Stephen King. The entire show is very Stephen King. Um, the fact that he wants kids to be the main focus of that show is very Stephen King. It's, it's a Stephen King show, and I love it. Like, it's great. Yeah, no, I, I completely also, agree with you. But also, <laughs> you, you wanted just, to punish like, it away. <laughs> you, you, could just, you guys could just watch it, the original one. <laughs> <laughs> and know the Punisher was the best. <laughs> Alright. Uh Nick, <laughs> I, I, I do believe you did pick uh the Punisher also. What were your thoughts on Stranger Things beating out the Punisher by two? Uh, you know, I I understand it. I mean the Stranger Things season two was really, really good. Um and I loved it. I loved um almost everything about it. The like detour to to, to Detroit um, with the chick that they set up in the first episode and didn't have any sort of payoff until, like, way later. Um, I thought it was a, 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 a slight detour that we didn't need. Um, but for the most part, I loved Stranger Things Season 2. But I got to agree with Chris. I like, I, and it, it, It's crazy because I really sat there and thought about it and was like, which of these do I think is better? Like, just objectively speaking, because I love both of them so much, but like, which do I think is really better? The Punisher is just is just better. Um, it, it to me like it, it 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 it's fresh, it's new, it doesn't rely on nostalgia. It's just it it's a, it's its own story. It's not like a um, it's not like a congruent like bunch of stories thrown in from eighties you know uh, nostalgia that that fills out a, a thing, which I don't mind. Like, I love that. And and just like Chris, like, I love Stranger Things season two. I love the first season. Um, but if you're asking me which I think is better, it's definitely The Punisher. Like, it's just, it, 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 the way that they were able to set up this character and to fill out his story and everything else and all of the the little social nuances that were they were able to you know, implement into that show was was terrific in my opinion. So I'm okay with it being Stranger Things, but yeah, my my pick would be The Punisher. Yeah, no, like I said, can't go wrong either way. Um, our next category, this is pretty much unanimous. Uh, outside of me and Nick, this is like super unanimous. Um, we have Female Hero of the Year, and the <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, the nominees uh, were a huge list. So I'm not even going to really go through that. But the winner was uh, Wonder Woman. Outside of me and Nick, uh, we picked X-23. Uh, we were right. obviously more blown away by X-23 than the rest of our uh, co-hosts and panelists were. Um, but, yeah, Nick, uh, Chris, I, you know, I'll kick it to you to, you know, to kind of say why you picked Wonder Woman. But very quickly, Nick, uh why was X-23 your pick over Wonder Woman? I mean, I just thought she was just 
like a perfect character. Um, she was this this character who had had you know basically had her whole life be um, this this testing and everything else, and she goes through this movie and evolves so much, and she like comes to the grips that her father um, is this man um, who you know she doesn't always get along with. And to me, it's like a, it's really like a microcosm of father and daughter or father and son, where you know you you don't always like the decision that your your father or even your mother you know makes um, that your parent makes, um, but at the end of the day, you love them anyway. Um, and I thought that that was such a quintessential part of the film that added so much to it. Whereas Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman is is great. It's it's a it's a great fish out of water sort of superhero tale, and I get that, but it it just didn't deliver as much emotionally to me as her character um, in congruence with uh, with Logan. Yeah, no, I I completely agree, man. Like I said, X twenty three is definitely my pick. Also, uh, very quickly, Chris, uh, <clears throat> why was Wonder Woman your pick? I have no disagreement with anything he said. I think everything that he said was what I would expect, you know. The reason I picked Wonder Woman is because the Wonder Woman's a character that needs to be out in the front. Like, character that's been around for a long-ass time. She's a character that women look up to. Um, even when you look at the writer that wrote Wonder Woman originally having two wives, like, Wonder Woman's a big deal, and uh, when you're, like, woman of the year, and we had such a good Wonder Woman movie, there's no way I couldn't give it to her. But, like, I like Logan more than Wonder Woman. But in general, if you're asking about, like, straight, like, importance, Wonder Woman was more important than Logan. Hmm. That is definitely very interesting. I I, I, I definitely can see can see how, how you would see it that way. Um, but yeah, like I said, Nick, I, I'm completely with you, man. I I thought I thought X twenty three gave more of an emotional uh, feel to what she brought to that character than I got from Wonder Woman. Um, but let's move on to our next category. Uh, the fans helped uh, break this tie. Also, we're going to best superhero trailer of the year. Uh, it was a three-way tie. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, sorry, Joel. No, sorry, Joel just made me laugh. Um, all right, sorry. It was a three-way tie between Deadpool 2, Black Panther, and Infinity War. And thanks to the fans, we have a clear-cut winner, and the winner is Infinity War. Uh, Nick, so I will go to you first very quickly. Uh, what made you pick Deadpool's teaser trailer over the full <laughs> length of Infinity War trailer? What is wrong with you? No, but go ahead. I, I love Bob Ross, man. I, I grew up watching Bob Ross, and the fact that it was, it was to me, it was so perfect. It, was, it fit Deadpool. Um, I love Bob Ross. And the fact that, like, it was just, it was... <laughs> It was so perfect, and like, just like him, him, like, uh, 
talking about the paint colors and everything else and like uh, beating off the brush. <laughs> like it was just it was so funny and so perfect uh and so fitting for that character. Um and and so um uh um uh innovative like that you so unexpected. Um I totally understand why it is uh, why the winner though is is Infinity War. I mean that the trailer was amazing and it's like setting up, the, you know, probably the, the the seminal film of next year, the thing we're all looking forward to most. Um, so I get it. I just think that if you really think about it, like it's 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 just another trailer. Um, and Deadpool two was not just another trailer. It was really well thought out and well conceived and fucking hilarious so my pick was Deadpool 2 but I understand why why Infinity War won out yeah um, excuse me Chris do you kind of agree upon the same thing uh, Nick was saying because you you also picked Deadpool 2 yeah I 100% agree I think uh, Deadpool 2 they they got they got across what they were going for and whether it's right or wrong as far as exploitation because Bob Ross obviously has passed away <laughs> but they went for it and uh it was it was funny so i went with the, I, I went with that trailer over the other trailers the other trailers are just straight action movie trailers so yeah they are what they are. yeah yeah i definitely understand that also <clears throat> he had to step away but a huge shout out to Joel and Shannon, those were the two votes that went to Black Panther. Uh, and I can completely see. Uh, I think Black Panther was the most different uh, and most unexpected. I, I, I take that back. I won't say most unexpected because Deadpool 2 trailer came out of nowhere. Um, but I think Black Panther was the most different. Uh, one of the things that people weren't really – like more people I think were looking forward to Infinity War and Deadpool 2 than they were – Black Panther. So I think that kind of stuck up on people. And well, yeah, no, I know maybe not us, (laughs) uh, but I definitely know that that trailer shocked a lot of people that maybe weren't that interested in the character of Black Panther. That trailer definitely, I would hope, if you weren't that interested after Civil War, you're a thousand times more interested now. So I could definitely see why Shannon and Joel had that. If you weren't interested in Black Panther, you're stupid. I'm sorry. (laughs) You just come on. Well, no, no, no. I, I don't mean not interested. I just that, mean like if you saw the movie, parent. it was if you saw the movie, it was only a sample size. So if you didn't know about the sure. character previous to that movie, uh, seeing that sample size might not have Fair made enough. you go, "Oh, I can't wait to a solo movie." So I can kind of get how some people would come to that conclusion. Um, sure. But let's move on. All right, um, we are now getting into a category that uh, me and Nick uh, probably are gonna. Uh, fight for our pick to the death. Uh, and Chris, I, I just saw I just saw yours too. I, I know you definitely will. Uh, next one we have is uh, Best Villain of the Year. Um, we had a crap load of nominees for this. It's many bad guys. Um, but uh, the winner was indeed Vulture uh, by, by a large margin. Uh, I will say me and Nick and Chris were the only uh, – Different ones. Chris picked uh, Jigsaw, and me and Nick picked Kylo Ren. Uh, I really, I, I'm going to be completely honest. I thought 
Adam Driver, not talking movie versus movie. I thought Adam Driver get, gave a, I'm sorry, excuse me, gave a better performance uh, as a villain uh, than Michael Keaton did uh, with Vulture. Um, but that, you know, so many different things go into that. Uh, Spider-Man is like a purely superhero movie, so you're not going to get all that drama and stuff out of Michael Keaton uh, in that role. I'm not necessarily saying Adam Driver is a better actor. <laughs> he just did better with his role than I think Keaton did with his. Uh, I really felt that hate for Kylo. I actually loved Michael Keaton's Vulture. <laughs> like, I, I loved Vulture. I, I really fell in love with the idea of Vulture. I left that theater despising Kylo, but in a good way. Um, so I'll kick it to you, Nick, really quickly. Uh, why was Kylo Ren your pick? I mean, essentially, he was my pick because of the conflict that he had within himself throughout the whole time. So he's just more three-dimensional to me than uh, than the Vulture. I understand, like, you can't really go wrong with either one of those picks. They're both fully uh, recognized characters. They have understood motives. Um, they're both uh, very, very, very well done. Um, but the thing to me that separates Kylo from the Vulture is the Vulture, um, he, he's so certain he's right in 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 what he's doing, whereas whereas Kylo is is constantly battling with himself and 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 trying to justify his actions because he doesn't really know his place and he doesn't really know if he's right but he thinks he is but he's not sure so like that's the added element to me that really separates the two characters and why I pick Kylo Ren over the Vulture but I have no problem with the Vulture I mean I think he is probably at least to this point the best one-off MCU villain like you could argue Loki but like any one-off MCU villain, there's no argument that uh, the Vulture is the best of all of those villains. So I get it. Well, I will, I, I will say one thing I think that makes uh, Vulture so special is that we don't know if that's a one-off. Uh, he went to jail, and then it sure. looks like he somewhat yeah. might have teamed up uh, with with some of the other people that were in there. So. There's a chance, whether it's by Sony or uh, the MCU, we might see Vulture uh, down the road, which would be amazing. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, my God, Kevin Feige uh, giving us a Sinister <laughs> Six. Anyway, um, uh, uh, Chris, I'll go to you. Uh, why was Jigsaw your pick? All right, so first off, Vulture is a one-off Spider-Man character. He always has been. And, like, I know a lot, a lot of people love, like, Vulture. He's not, like, as big of a name as Jigsaw. At least yeah, a me. lot of people love Vulture now, not before this movie. But, uh, yeah. We'll give, we'll give you, be, I mean, comic, comic fans. Comic fans. Really yeah. quickly, though, Chris, I will say this. Not that many people outside of Warzone knew of Jigsaw, though. I know when well, I, I well put apparently then I'm I'm the best. Go ahead, I'm sorry. I guess I don't know. <laughs> like, like 
Uh, no, it, I mean, I, I agree with you. I, I, I love the character. I didn't know of the character before Warzone. I fell in love with the character and then, you know, uh, tried to find out more about him uh, after I mean, Warzone because I love I loved what they brought us from Warzone. But, um, but yeah, go ahead. Vulture's like the uh, third bad guy for Spider-Man. Like he's his third, right? The original. Like mm. three. I think he's like three or four. He shows up. The Vulture is like three or four. It, to mm-hmm. me, Vulture is not as important as Jigsaw. He never will be as far as like comics are concerned. And also that scene where fucking Punisher is grinding that guy's face into glass. Like grinding his face against glass like a cheese grater. <laughs> to me is more iconic than... <laughs> Vulture, so that's why I picked best villain. <laughs> and, and also, yeah. he also gave him the tool to get out of it, which is totally a villain move, because here's the villain move. Like, you know, the Joker doesn't want Batman to die, because he has nothing to do. He wants to give them that little key so he can escape so he has something to do. Well, and they totally did that in The Punisher. Only reason I didn't pick Jigsaw is because I don't even think Jigsaw knew he was necessarily uh, the villain. His motives were were somewhat different than uh, most of the villains that we had in here. It was one of those things where it was like, um, you know, he knew the Punisher's family was killed. He also thought the Punisher was dead. Uh, Well, I won't say the Punisher. He also thought that Frank Castle was dead. Um, So his motives very quickly had to change just to survive. It wasn't like the idea of, I was just a bad guy, just to be a bad guy. It was like, I, I don't want to have to go to prison uh, for doing all the shady shit that I did. Um, <laughs> but I, I definitely, I definitely get where you're coming from. Uh, I thought, I think his name is Ben Barnes. I thought he did an amazing job, uh, you know, uh, portraying Jigsaw. He did such an amazing job. I forgot Jigsaw's name was, <laughs> was, um, I can't remember his name in the, in the show. I, it just skipped my mind. But I completely forgot his character was Jigsaw. That's how amazing he was. I thought this was just like some one-off guy they were going to go with. And then at the end when he grinded his face, I was like, oh, no, that's Jigsaw. Okay. All right. I get it. Uh, but, yeah, no, I, I definitely understand yours. And, Nick, I'm with you, man. I'm, I'm going Kylo to the end. Um, Damn right. Let's move on. Let's move on to uh, our last two topics. Let's speed through this next one so we can spend more time on the uh on the last one. Um we have best duo. Again, Nick, I'm gonna fight you on this. Uh, but the winner the winner unanimously was uh Logan in X twenty three for best duo of the year. Excuse me, um shout out to Joel who had a different pick of um Thor and the Hulk. Um and I went with Punisher and Micro. Uh, so me, Joel, and Nick had different picks. Everybody else and most of the fan page went with Logan and X-23. So, Nick, I will start off with you. Uh, very quickly, defend Steven and Dustin as best duo of the year. Dude, they're so fucking great. The fact that they meet up, like, halfway through that season and, like, it basically have this relationship with one another where, like, that is what Dad Steve came from. Like, 
and 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 for certain people like Mom Steve or whatever, whatever you want to call it, Parent Steve came from that relationship and him teaching, like him passing along his his knowledge, whether it be like dating or you know whether it be him like protecting Dustin when the demogorgons are running by them, like that duo was so so perfect. And the fact that like he drove him up to the 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 you know uh, Sadie Hawkins dance or whatever the fuck it was um, at the end of the movie, uh, like uh, it was so good. Like he's just like driving, and he's like he does the and he's like, dude, don't do that. Don't that's not no. Like don't do that. Um, perfect. Just that was my pick. Obviously, Logan and Laura totally get it. They were totally great, especially at the end of that movie. Um, but I just felt like Steve and Dustin were like just peas and carrots uh, in in reference to Forrest Gump. Um, just so great throughout that film. Yeah, no, I, I I completely understand. I completely understand that pick. Again, hashtag Dad Steve. Um, Chris, uh, why did you go with Logan and X-23? I went with Logan and X-23 because they're actually, like, genetically connected. Um, I I love Stranger Things so much. I really do. But at the end of the day, don't you think, like, Wolverine's going to make fun of the high school prom? (laughs) Like, he's going to make fun of it. He's going to make fun of it. His daughter will also make fun of it. For to me, like, that's the couple. And I could be completely wrong, like, 100% wrong, but to me, that's how I look at it. It's like, if anything Wolverine's going to do, he's going to make fun of the high school prom. Yeah, no, so. I mean, I, I don't disagree with that at all. I also don't see <laughs> X-23 wanting to go to uh, – uh, any kind of dance, or let alone her prom. So I, I Yo, so yeah. Do you watch Roseanne? Her, uh, do you watch Roseanne? X twenty three. I do. Roseanne. She's she's Darlene. Sure. Darlene. Yes. She's totally. <laughs> yeah. Darlene. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Yeah. She's gonna be I can Darlene. See that. <laughs> I um. <laughs> I I can definitely I can definitely see that argument. I went with Punisher and Micro. <laughs> Uh, mainly because it was it was a story about family for them. Uh, Punisher gaining family, and uh, Micro getting his family back. Um, I, I thought that was definitely something very special between those two. Uh, and I'm sorry the the, the joke uh, the joke of the year to me was what is that a sandwich? You didn't make me one. No, <laughs> like, that was that was just like so perfect because it was at a time. Right before they're about to do something super badass, <laughs> that Frank is just—I so, can't remember what he was eating—but he just looks over and sees this huge, delicious sandwich that Micro is enjoying, and he's like, "Like, yo, you bro, make me give one? me half. Come on, man. Yeah, like, give me a bite, something. I'm about to go risk my life. You're just yeah, at least here. a like, quarter. Can I get a bite? Yeah, so I, I definitely thought that friendship that they developed—I uh, don't even know if Frank would. <laughs> Would uh would 100% call it a friendship, but I think the relationship that they were able to build, 
partnership. It's what Frank would call it. Micro would call it a, a friendship. Frank, uh, probably, I definitely yeah. thought, I definitely thought that was a really interesting duo. Uh, like yeah. I said, the dynamic of of Frank gaining family uh, and Micro getting his back. I definitely thought that was what made them a very unique great point, man. Uh, and, and great duo. Um, but all right, to our last category and biggest category of the night superhero movie of the year and outside of me and Kanan this was unanimous not only for the group but uh, the entire Facebook page also so um, the winner of this year's superhero movie of the year goes to Logan no surprise there I will say Kanan being as um, uh, consistent as he always is went with Wonder Woman and I went with The Last Jedi. After seeing it twice and watching Logan at least a billion times, I did deep down feel like The Last Jedi was the, the best superhero movie of the year um, just because of so many different things that that movie brought. That um, I, I'm not going to say that Logan was lacking, um, but I, I always get the, – the term superhero is weird. I know a lot of people thought me uh, – you know, even including stuff uh, Star Wars related was a little, a little different uh, for a superhero a topic. Superhero but I think genre. I think it fits. Yeah, I think it fits. Um, yeah, I, I just have to say, like I said, seeing Logan a billion times and, and seeing The Last Jedi uh, a few times, I definitely uh, reacted uh, more to The Last Jedi and got more of what I felt was an overall. Uh, outstanding uh, performance uh, from everyone, and I think I got more of a more feelings from those characters than I did Logan. Uh, so that's why I picked uh, the Last Jedi. But Nick, what was your reason for for picking Logan? I mean, pretty much it boils down to there's not there's not a whole lot of movies, especially in this genre that make me cry like I'm a little boy. Um, and this one did. Um, it really emotionally made me uh, just just cater to it. It, it. it was such a terrific movie from beginning, middle to end. Um, the way that it was, it was, constructed all of the arcs that happened um and and it's it's funny like i, I kind of remember a lot of people being upset about professor x dying the way he did almost kind of like people being upset the way that um either you know luke or or snoke um kind of died the way they did but i mean i just thought it was perfect i thought like the fact that like it was like this X-24 who, like, just killed him. Um, and, you know, the fact that it was, like, he didn't know it until the last second, and then he, like, saw X-24, and he was like, oh, shit. Um, which is the way that I I interpreted it. And, you know, um, of course, when, when Logan's telling him, it wasn't me, Charles. Like, I, I feel like Charles knew from the beginning it wasn't him. Um, but, like... It was just the. It's still to this point my favorite movie of the year. It 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 hit 
all the points that I loved, it was the best comic book movie that I have ever seen in my whole life. Um, it just, the fact that they went all in with this director and were like, we're going to let you make a Western that is about Wolverine. Like, and we're going to let you get as gory as you want and, and, and tell the story you want. I loved it. I thought it was terrific. That was the best movie. It's the best movie that I've seen all year. Is you know, not my change with, you know, some of the movies that I've yet to see. Um, there's a lot of great movies that have come out in, 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 in the last few months, three billboards, Lady Bird, um, a few others. Um, but I, as of right now, it is definitely the best movie I've seen all year and is the best comic book movie um, for me that I've ever seen. So you got to go with Logan. Yeah, I could I could definitely understand that. Uh, Chris, what was your reason for picking Logan? Because everything he just said. Like, <laughs> that was the best movie this year. Are you kidding me? It's not even close. Like, as far as comic book, book movies go, greatest send-off you can give to an actor. Like, I, I thought it was great. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, like, later, like, four years down the line, I'll be like, oh, all right, I guess I was wrong. But, like, right now, Hugh Jackman nailed Wolverine. He's always nailed the Wolverine character, to me personally. And I thought that movie was fucking perfect for what they were going for. So I'm giving it, a, like, a hundred. Like, like, 9 out of 10, it's a 10. Yeah, like I said, <clears throat> there's really no losers here. <laughs> These are all really, really, really good movies. But I could definitely see why Logan was the unanimous pick from everyone. I just I just received The Last Jedi, I think, a little differently. Uh, I well, love Last I, Jedi. It. It's not that yeah, Last Jedi is bad. No, like, no, no. You, yeah. no, no, no. It's Hugh it Jackman, bro. It's it Hugh Jackman. Yeah. No, I'm not saying that. He just wasn't I'm as good as Logan. <laughs> like, that's the thing. No, no. Like, what, I just... what I was trying to say well, was... It's I not think... even this. It's, good as, it's not even that it's as good as, like, Logan. It's, like, it's not as good as Hugh Jackman. Like, this the send-off. It's the send-off, right? Right. And, like, the fact that we've built up to this character <laughs> send-off for so many years and... Like in recent years, like of course we we have the the, the build up to Luke, but like the 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 build up to Hugh Jackman's Wolverine has like it's been there in recent memory, so it's like slightly different. No, what I was trying to get to was uh, I think I received the Last Jedi the way you guys received uh, Logan, so I think that's kind of where our fundamental differences are. Uh, but that's not me saying. Logan was a bad movie, same as it's not you guys saying right. The Last Jedi was a bad movie. We just kind of have right. them on two different, uh, you know, platforms. Pedestals. Yeah. Pedestals. Yeah, that was the word I was looking for. Why did I say platform? Um, but, yeah, no, this was uh, this was a fun award show. Uh, this is definitely something you guys can look forward to every year around this time for us to wrap up uh, the great superhero-filled year that we have experienced. Um, thank you again to my panelists, Chris, for joining us. Thank you, Chris. Thanks, bud. Um, 
Thank you, Nick. Scoop! All right. I don't know what that was. Uh, also, thank you to uh, Joel. He had to go. Uh, Daddy is always on call, so he had to uh, attend to his daughter. Um, and thank you to Dane, who could not be with us because he completely lost his voice. Shannon also couldn't be with us. Neither could Cannon, but huge shout-outs to them. Um, also, like I said, this is our season finale. We will be back sometime in January. So while I'm on the show, just wanted to give a huge shout-out to everyone who has supported this show. It is our flagship show. Um, thank you so much to our many of guests that we've had for Geek Vibes interview. Uh, most recently, Phil Lamar. Huge shout-out to Phil Lamar. And go uh, sign up for Goblin yeah. so we can get that show. We can get that show created. Uh, promise Phil and Lamar Folk I will give Press you this drop. will be here on Wednesday. So any yes. NBA fans and out there. Absolutely. You guys, and I get, you guys are getting slot blocked. You don't even know what it is. I'm going to cross you up. Y'all, <laughs> call me <laughs> Professor. <laughs> also, uh, Wrestling, Geeks Alliance will, uh, Wrestling Geeks Alliance will be here this week also. So stay tuned for those two shows. Uh, I announced a few days ago uh, Hall of Heroes would be on, uh, you know, on winter break. Uh, they will be back sometime in January also, so it was not the season finale. It was the mid-season, even though the show just started. Uh, so stay tuned. 2018 is going to be a huge year for us. We have so much in store for you guys with interviews, uh, new shows. Uh, Joel's coming out with a new show for us to uh, add to the huge list of shows that we have, so stay tuned for that. Uh, we have so much in store for you guys. Chris, Nick, did you guys want to say something very quickly before we sign off? Go ahead, Nick. You first. Got it. Oh, um, I would just like to say thank you so much, uh, Geek Vibes Nation, for for obviously listening to us uh, ramble on about our our thoughts on superhero and and sci-fi and everything else. Um, uh, please, by all means, join us this this uh, Wednesday, we're going to have uh, another awesome episode of Full Court Press for any of you who are basketball fans. Um, and uh, it's been a great year. It really has. We have made so much progress on this last year, and I can't wait till we get to uh, do all of what we do next year um, and get back to it. It's going to be so much fun, and thank you so much for for listening and and participating and everything else that you do. Yeah, completely hey, agree. Everybody, huge, huge, huge things. But go ahead, Chris. All right. So everybody, wrestling Thursday nights. If you want to talk about it, get with us on Geek Vibe Live, obviously, and. Make sure you listen to every other podcast that we have. You get very quiet for a second. Hey, guys. Gosh, gosh, probably listen to the other podcast. Like, uh, I heard Phil Lamar showed up the other day. I was super hot on the street. It was really good. And, um, <laughs> Kojima was talking to me, and it, and it was really good. Like, yo, listen to our podcast. Love you guys. 
Absolutely, absolutely, guys. Like I said, we have so much in store for you, uh, a lot of stuff going on. So thank you, everyone, who helped make 27 amazing, and we hope you stick with us to make 2018 even better. So we will see you guys this Wednesday for Full Court Press and Thursday for Wrestling Geeks Alliance. But outside of that, we will see you guys next year. Adios. Ew. We are Kisha. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.